Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. And I'm Derek Lamaster. And this is Scream Bloody Movies, the podcast where you tune in to get all your new horror news. And we review a new movie each week. Also, this is the podcast where Derek changes clothes because of his fear of being a wife beater. So. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes I get close to that edge. I just don't ever jump off. Good Lord. Thank goodness. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> yep, just okay. We're getting into the Halloween spirit. By the time this airs, it'll be October. The spookies are out. We are very close to going and seeing Halloween Kills. Yeah, of we course. need to set that date. Yes, we will. I have the date. It's the uh, 16th of October. That's when we're going. <laughs> we need to figure out where we're, like, which theater we're going to go to. Yep. Yeah, we need to need to plot that out. That way we're ready to go. So, guys, I have a crap ton of horror news today. Oh, good. This is a, this is a day where we had quite a bit. Um, some of it bigger news, some of it smaller news, but it's here nonetheless. We'll start with this one. Um, so Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa are starring in a new horror movie, a uh, horror comedy called uh, Black Friday that comes out uh, next, well, in November of 2021. Um, the plot is on the busiest shopping night of the year, a group of disgruntled toy store employees must defend themselves from legions of holiday shoppers when a mysterious alien parasite turns them into monstrous creatures hell-bent on a murderous rampage. Sign me up for that. So yeah. Bruce Campbell is playing the uh, the deadly store manager. <laughs> That's the perfect role for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys excited for this? Oh, yeah. Bruce is the man. Yeah. Anything, I mean, with Bruce. anything, anything, Bruce. I wish we could have went to uh, Bruce Fest next year. We oh, would all dude. try to go to Bruce Fest. Totally next year. Yeah, uh, Bruce Fest. If you don't know, is a um, Bruce Campbell festival that's being uh, hosted at the Stanley Hotel, um, and you get to do VIP meetings. Uh, a whodunit mystery party, whodunit murder mystery party, and you screen Bruce Campbell movies, and he provides uh, commentary. Sounds like the greatest fucking time of all. Now, wait. <laughs> is this a annual thing? Well, this is the first one, so if it does well, I'm hoping it will be an annual thing. That would be fantastic. I Yeah, we would definitely go one year, right? I mean... Yeah, for sure. We'd have to. Yeah. How could you not? No. We'd save up. We'd go... And we would broadcast live from Bruce Fest. <laughs> we'd go live, do a little bit of live. Be like, hey, we're here, guys. We we'll don't do it live. <laughs> we'll do it. We're going. Idiots. We're going. We're just gonna go crash it. Wedding crasher style. Except instead of like trying to hook up with with uh, women, we go and try to uh, just get FaceTime with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Hey, Bruce, can you the face? Talk to me, Bruce. <laughs> I'd be like Jack Black in uh, Tropic Thunder. 
to get my drift. <laughs> God damn it. All right, this is uh, another new news. So um, have you you guys have seen Never Hike Alone, yes or no? The no. Uh, Friday 13th fan film. Uh, no, no, I think that's the one you told me about, right? The The first one, yeah. The first one from a few years back. Great. It's a great fan film. It's man, I think I saw the uh the winter one. Oh, that's the that's the prequel, Never Hike in the Snow. Yes. Yeah, okay. Also very good. So it's been announced that they're gonna try to kickstart a feature for the sequel. So they're gonna that they are going to launch uh in March of next year. So they're gonna try to kickstart a, a feature length sequel. To never hike alone. So where does that uh, start to infringe on copyright? So if not they that either one of us are lawyers, but so if they don't sell the movie, so if they don't make money off the movie, and they they distribute it for free essentially. Then that you can make you can make fan films. It's not illegal to make fan films if you don't profit off of said fan film. So if. Uh... Hypothetically speaking, if they have a Kickstarter and mm-hmm. people give money to them for this, mm-hmm. they they pay people. Let's say they pay themselves. So, I would it. say I would okay. say it would depend. I guess it would if it was if the Kickstarter was in the realm of making the actual movie and not mm-hmm. profit margins, then they probably would be okay. Well. I got a Superman movie we should make. <laughs> well, good luck with that budget. That's a way bigger budget. I mean, maybe we should do a, uh, you know, a remake of, of this movie that we're going to do tonight. We'll kickstart You know what? That. That's probably more in our wheelhouse, and I would be uh, totally game for that. Yeah, definitely. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, it, since we're not getting an official Friday the 13th movie anytime soon, do you think this is a good placeholder? Yes. I personally do. Yeah. I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we should do that with more movies, I feel like, probably. Oh, yeah. We, we should definitely start kickstarting our movies. Uh, so that way we don't have to pay for them out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so probably... uh, one thing that I would... Uh, Which would be the next one? I would venture to say that if that actually became a thing... Now, you'd, you'd have a, a spectrum of, like, where movies would fall. But because you wouldn't have the involvement from the studio who tried to control you, you'd probably get some really cool and amazing films. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. You know where I'm going with that? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I feel like for sure that, I mean, the next project that we do, uh, which yeah. we know, uh, we're definitely going to kick start that. I mean, it's going it, to have some back. It's going to need some backing. Yeah. So, bigger project than the, the last several. So more information on that coming soon after we finish work on the one we are doing now. <laughs> we have all that post-production work to do, Derek. That's where the fun is. Well, it is. Some it is fun. where the fun is. So this is new, guys. Uh, Showtime has officially ordered to series a... Uh, TV series version of Let the Right One In. Uh, doesn't give us much information except that the series centers on Mark and his daughter, uh, Eleanor, who lives 
were changed, whose lives were changed forever 10 years earlier when she was turned into a vampire. Locked in at age 12, perhaps forever, Illinois lives a closed-in life, able to go out only at night while her father does his best to provide her with the human blood she needs to stay alive. What do you guys think of that concept? I, I could probably get into that. I really liked both of those movies. Mm -hmm. um, was it a novel? I don't know if it was a novel. Um, I know of you know about both movies obviously the original and then the american remake um and i thought yes. both were fine i thought both were fine yes so yeah i could definitely get into that i think i think so too Derek. yeah i think it uh i like when they do miniseries or series because it gives you a lot more context and depth to the characters and the story um sometimes you really can't convey that in a hour and a half or two hour window so no no sounds definitely. good yeah i'm on board okay this next bit oh i don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this just remember to breathe when i tell you this okay you ready oh man warner brothers is making a new lost boys movie um basically a remake of the mm. lost boys um that uh let's see what do we know about it basically all we know is that um they're fast tracking new lost boy movies and have already set it star jaden martell and a quiet place is noah juke as the leads randy mckinnon who's writing wb static shock movie is pinning the screenplay while jonathan erstweiler is set to direct um what are your thoughts on a lost boys remake I'm skeptical. Yeah, so uh -huh. Uh -huh. the first one, like the, the first Lost Boys was, a, I mean, it's a classic movie. Yes. Uh, the sequels <laughs> are terrible. So, yeah, they're pretty so bad. much. Uh, that being said, I, I just, I don't understand why you would want to tread on uh, a property like that. I would just come up with a new title. <laughs> well, Unless they're would... just going to go completely off of the original storyline. Well, then you wouldn't get the brand name recognition. I understand why it's called Lost Boys, but and I'm, that's not to say there's not more to say with Lost Boys. There definitely is. That is true. Yeah. Now, if they, uh, but it sounds like you said a reboot. Kind of. Yeah, it's what it sounds like. It's going to be. Yeah. So I would imagine. I mean, Corey Feldman is still around, and so he could uh, potentially do more with that as one of the original members. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I don't know how to feel about that. I. I'm the skeptical. Lost Boys, here's the thing with Lost Boys, though, for me. I think Lost Boys is a time capsule for the, its time. I think it's a movie that was made in the 80s and kind of belongs in the 80s. Like, it's just 100%, perfect, yeah. It's a perfect blend. Like, it's it's horror and humor and, uh, you know, that, that teen 80s style. And it's all kind of blended into, into this package that cohesively works. It's yeah. just a very cohesive package. Um, and you have that like shirtless guy playing the set. <laughs> I mean, that's priceless right there. Here he is, right here. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is still around, obviously. So. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Although he died dead. in that movie. Yeah, his character is yeah. dead. I've seen weirder things happen with resurrections. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Freddy was bought. Well, we'll talk about when Freddy was brought back via dog. 
when we get to that movie. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Uh, so you guys know that they're making a Last of Us uh, TV series, right? Yes. That's been in the uh, works for a while, right? It's been in the works for a while. We know that um, Pedro, uh, Pedro, not, excuse me, Pedro Pascal is playing Joel, and Bella Ramsey is playing Ellie. Um, the new news is that Neil Druckmann, who directed the video game, will direct episodes of the TV series. What do you guys think of that? That's how it should be. Well, I mean, he directed, he already did it. He directed The Last of Us. And exactly. So he's going to know the vision that they, you know, of how that should probably look. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. I'm glad that they're doing that. Are you guys excited about The Last of Us TV series? Yeah. It's a, it's a great game. Mm -hmm. I could never get past There's one specific part. <laughs> I, I could never get past it. But it's still a really intense and fun game. Lydia, have you played The Last of Us or seen anything of it? No. Oh, okay. Well... We'll have to play it sometime. It's a really great story. It's a great game. So that popped up. This is a rumor, guys. And well, not necessarily a rumor. It's confirmed. But this is big news, I guess, if you want to call it that. Kevin Bacon is going to star in and produce a new horror movie for Blumhouse. Star in and produce. It's called Whistler Camp. Hmm. Um, it, let's see what the movie is about. Uh, I guess that's what it was formerly known as. It is um, John Logan's directorial debut. Um, let's see, where is it? Do we know anything about it? I don't think we know much about it, except that uh, let's see, he's starring in it and producing it. I mean, are you excited to see a new Kevin Bacon horror movie? Definitely. He was in one, it was like suspense horror. He was in one not too long ago. Yes, with, uh, I don't remember the name of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's made a couple of really great horror movies. I mean, oh, yeah. One's going to end up on this list pretty soon, now that you uh, remind me of that. Story of Echoes. That's the a, one. Is a solid, <laughs> very solid horror movie. I love that Tremors, movie. which we will get to eventually, trust me. We'll get to the first Tremors. Friday the 13th, of course, which we already done. Go check out our Screen Bloody Friday's uh, special for that. And, um, you know, uh, Hollow Man is the other one I can think of, which is a Paul Verhoeven movie. Um, yeah. Which we might get into eventually, because it's, it's an interesting movie, Hollow Man. Mm. You're, what do you think, Lydia? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I just want... <laughs> me and Jake had an invisible movie marathon <laughs> so we watched um the new invisible man mm. uh the old invisible man and then we watched hollow man <laughs> oh did you so you just watched hollow man <laughs> we it was like invisible all day yeah you couldn't see a damn thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> which one uh which one did you like the most Ooh, um i really really love the original uh invisible man <laughs> yeah the uh the, the claude range one is pretty yeah I just have a soft spot for that one. Well, yeah, and he also looks awesome. Yes. I mean, when you can see. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Even when you can't see him, he looks awesome. Yeah, he does. He's some old school magic tricks. We'll have to do that one soon. That's a good one. Uh, we might be getting into a Universal Monster movie here in the next couple weeks. Who knows? We do. We do know. <laughs> 
Which one shall it be? All right, and we'll end with this little nugget. It's the small, it's the smallest one of the stories, but it's one that we, of course, will uh, love. Derek, um, Daniel Harris is starring in the new horror movie, uh, which he's also producing. Um, it is called Flesh, and a deranged individual who wants to sacrifice human flesh to a malevolent spirit. That's the synopsis we have. What do you think of that? I watch it. Well, yeah, that, of course we'll watch it. it. Has that's Daniel Harris in it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so rare that we're just like, no, I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, when somebody's horror? like, hey, what about this horror movie? We're like, yes, yes, I will watch horror. We movies. are very open. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> I think the only one that we've ever questioned is Baby Oopsie. Yeah, well, yeah. Stay tuned for that. You guys will be seeing that uh, the trailer reaction here soon as well. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other one we questioned was when we found out they were doing a new Pet Cemetery after we just did the remake. And we were like... Oh, what? yeah, yeah. And we gave them some really great suggestions. Hopefully they listen to this podcast. Yeah, they probably didn't listen to a single one of our suggestions. Instead, it's going, it's, going to, it's going to be a sequel to the remake. <laughs> Actually, I think the, new, the news that we have now is that it's a prequel. Uh, oh. Set during um, Judd's childhood, or his younger years. Yep, it's going to flop. going to suck. <laughs> Man, we broke the story for them, pretty much. I know. Of the know. direction they should go. We're doing it for free, even. I know. Right? Yeah. It's like, how? I mean, it's not even like it's that hard to come up with. It's like, just think about it and just do that instead of what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have an abandoned farmhouse that, you know, a new family moves into, and you have, you know, older Ellie. Yes. Yeah. You have to make that happen. Who, yeah. Is a doctor do in the town. She followed our, in her father's footsteps. Fan version of that. Yes, our I'm, fan film. Let's do right it. <laughs> Pet Cemetery, the I'm real so version. <laughs> we'll say it. it'll be called the. You, remember how in the eighties there were you know the, the Ghostbusters existed obviously, and then there was a show from the sixties that was terrible called the Ghostbusters. So they were trying to like sneak their name in. So that's why the 80s cartoon is called The Real Ghostbusters. Oh. And so that way, because they put out a shitty cartoon of that old Ghostbusters. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we're the real Ghostbusters. I thought it was going to be like a, the bulk type situation. <laughs> no, no. So that's why we will call this one The Real Pet Cemetery 2. The real Love Pet it. Cemetery sequel that everyone should have watched in the first place. Yeah, we'll parenthesize it. Yeah. The sequel. Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. <laughs> All right, guys. So now that we got the horror news out of the way, it's time to dig into tonight's feature presentation, which is the 1988 film Night O the Demons. <laughs> The Irish version of it. Uh. <laughs> so we'll dive right in. Um, 
the movie opens with an incredible title sequence. I'm just going to say it. A great yeah. title sequence. We get this fun little spooky music and this fun animated haunted house style um, intro. What'd you, what'd you think of that, Derek? Oh, it was amazing. If they would have stopped right there, it would have been a perfect 10. <laughs> no, I love the uh, opening sequence of this. It's it's fantastic. The theme song is really good. It's really the theme song. Yeah. I love the animation. Uh, like there's a spooky it's, vibe. It's great. Yeah, Lydia. What do you think of the opening? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I uh, I always love. Um, that artsy like where where it's like hand-drawn kind of like just art on there plus you know the the music brings it all together yeah it just sets up like a good haunted house fun vibe so i feel like if you watch the opening you're like oh okay so this is the kind of movie i should expect like i shouldn't expect citizen kane i should expect a fun goofy scary movie which is what we get I mean, it, it knows what it is, and it does what it, what it said it would. So it doesn't uh, lie about that. So we immediately kick into uh, our first scene is we're introduced to the coolest, most classy guy ever written, Stooge, wearing a pig nose, uh, hanging around with his girl and their buddy. And uh, they're rocking some 80s rock, dug it, digging them listening to the Barack, and then Stooge decides to moon this old man that's driving down the road mm-hmm. after he decides to call his girlfriend a bitch about five times. <laughs> first thoughts, what are your thoughts on Stooge from just this first scene? I love the pig nose. <laughs> and, his, his, and, his hair, and his haircut as well. Oh my gosh, yes, his haircut, haircut is haircut. a... It's not even about, a like, business in the front. Go ahead, Lydia. Yeah, yeah you no, should. I was, I was thinking about just having some of that. Maybe I'll be him for Halloween. <laughs> just be nicer to Jake. Yeah, yeah don't be so to mean to Jake. Yeah. You should be like, should be like, Jake, go get me a sandwich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just be like extra obnoxious. Yeah. You know, he, uh, his, his costume embodies, uh, both physically <laughs> this person but also like his the character i mean he's oh, a yeah. pig through and through he's a mm-hmm. you're rooting for him to die you hope he does <laughs> and he does so spoiler alert <laughs> so then we uh, see this old man and uh we get this like steady cam shot like not really it's not a steady cam it's a really sh- it's early shaky cam it's handheld handle camera because we're supposed to be in the point of view of somebody running up to him and then we're introduced to Sal who, you know, wandered off the set of Grease almost, it feels like. <laughs> he shows up holding a fake rat and scares the old man. The old man's like, oh! He's like, hey, old man, chill out! He goes and hangs out with Buddy, Rep- Rip- Buddy Ripton. and they. <laughs> it's a Christine reference for you folks listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
he introduced to that happens. Then we're introduced to our our heroine Judy, who walks up to try to help him pick up all the stuff that he just dropped, and yeah. he decides to call her a whore. <laughs> and then Judy like walks off like, "What a bastard!" You know, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. And the old man's like, "These kids will feel it tonight." And he holds up razor blades and an apple. And he's like, "Yes, they'll get it tonight." <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole scene? That old man is terrible. Just the worst, right? So yeah. scary. And he was so mean to everyone. Yeah, I, I just... love the side story that this sets up. Yeah, I do too. We'll get to that. Yeah. And the, uh, but this, this scene, it really gives you an idea of, you know, already the characters that we're going to see. It, sets, this up, movie. it sets up multiple characters because it sets up the yeah. kids in the car. It sets up Sal, and then it sets up Judy. Yep. All, all actually pretty naturally and pretty well. Yeah. That's, that's actually, I think that's pretty good. But it's also funny, because you know who the old man reminds me of? Reminds me of the old man in the uh, They'll Creep Up on You segment of Creep Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like he's just a total mean asshole all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that guy is for sure. Um. So um, we go from there to Judy goes home, and we're introduced to her little brother. What do you guys think of her little brother? No, I'm, just, yeah. I'm not kidding, really. I would probably backhand him if it was my brother. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He, so the first time we meet him, he pops out. Judy's in the, in the uh, goes to the... Um, bedroom to change her clothes. She's on the phone with the guy, and he tells her, hey, we're going to go to this party at Hall House instead of, you know, the dance. And she's like, oh, who's putting it on? Angela. Angela's crazy, but okay, sure. She decides, yeah, fine, I'll go with you to it. So she's changing her clothes. She's wearing just a bra. She goes to open the closet, and her brother pops out wearing a Halloween mask, scares her, and then says, one of my favorite lines of the movie which is bodacious boobies, sis. <laughs> so terrible. Oh, man. It's so terrible. Oh, my some God. Some of the lines, some of the lines in this movie are really funny. Yeah, they are. They are. It's full of one-liners. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, she tells him, basically, get the hell out of here. And he does. And there's a knock on the door. And it's Sal. <clears throat> Like, hey, go tell your sister her handsome hunk Sal's waiting for her. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's... I love the interaction between... The interaction uh, between these two are great because he's just basically kind of like, you know, uh, no, go away. Yeah. He's like, no, you should... I'll beat you up. He's like, well, I'm going to yell for my mom. Hey, hey, let's not, let's not go crazy. <laughs> hey, you little wuss. <laughs> which is a great, which is a great character beat that He's pretending to be all tough and stuff. Then he's like, I'll tell my mom, no, no, don't do that. You know, hey, look. Well, I mean, on, on one side, that, that would probably ruin his chances with uh, Yeah, well, with and on the other side, he's also a kid. Yeah. He's just acting tough. Yeah. So he pulls out the corner and he's like, because he's like, they're not even going there. I can tell you where they're going. He's like, well, tell me. Betray my sister for a measly quarter. Hey, how about you do her? I'll pound your face. Mom. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Gives him a dollar. 
and it is 1988. I don't know what the exchange rate is. <laughs> so. Dude, I uh, I remember being a kid and being able to go to Eastwood Cinema for 75 cents. Yeah, it used to be 75 cents. I remember that too. So he could totally have gotten got away with that. Went to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. If he lived in Central Indiana. <laughs> yeah, man. 75 cent movies anyway. 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 Uh, so basically he tells her, him they're going to Hall House. And um, he's like, no, they're not going there. You know, believe me or not, you can go. And he uh, takes his mask, steals his mask, and leaves. Then we're introduced to, uh, I believe, the next her boyfriend. Is the boyfriend comes in, right? Yeah. She calls him on the phone. Yeah, she calls already her. called him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So Oh, yeah, yeah. He shows up. <laughs> this is hilarious. He shows up and um, basically to pick her up, and the, and the the brother has this interaction. Do you like my sister, or do you just like her big boobs? Essentially, is what he says. And then she, the mom hands him these Halloween treats, and he's like, "They look terrible." And he's like, "No thanks, I'm I'm good." And the kid says. Mom, nobody wants them. They look like sun-dried poodle turds. <laughs> and they do. And they man. do. They totally they do. They really do. They, they look so unappetizing. It's so yes. gross. Yeah. I would I would totally question those and where, think, where they came from. <laughs> I think that's my favorite scene of the whole movie, honestly. <laughs> of just her plate of dog turds <laughs> that she's trying to offer her. <laughs> They look like sun-dried poodle turds. <laughs> so we're introduced to um, Leanna Quigley's character and uh, Angela. What's her character's name? Susie? Suzanne? Yeah, Suzanne. Yeah. So we're introduced to Suzanne. We get it, like, we're introduced to her literally by a, via butt shot. She's yeah. bent over, and she's shaking her butt in this short skirt, and the two fucking losers behind the counter are just, like, Staring at her, chewing their gum. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angela has a goddamn like bag, a burlap bag, yeah. filling it with just different party supplies. Yeah. So she's grabbing napkins and sodas and just everything, and they're oblivious. Just so after she gets the thing, you know, she she tells him, "Hey, you know, I'm good." So she leaves, and then Suzanne walks up and goes, "Hey, do you guys have a?" Uh, you guys have uh, sour balls sour here? Balls. And she's like, uh, yeah, we do. And she says, it's uh, like, oh, too bad. No wonder nobody wants to blow you. And walks out. <laughs> Great. And we're already into like the fifth one-liner of this movie. Yeah. It's so yes. Oh, funny. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this, this scene is fantastic. I love <laughs> it is it is a good scene <laughs> only because i you know if you are a uh i don't know if those those guys were teens they they seemed a little older than teens that one guy looked like, like he was at least 25 yeah yeah so <laughs> like, they're just I nerds could, i could yeah. kind of see like, yeah, maybe getting away with something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah as sad so, as that sounds i mean you probably could it was the 80s yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great introduction to those characters too, because we get to see uh, how uh, Susanna or Suzanne is basically just obsessed with her looks, and she has sex appeal. 
and we see that Angela is is more, you know, just kind of trying to. She's all she's worried about is this party because it's her chance to make this impression, essentially. Yeah. Um. So we get to meet their dynamic, how they're kind of, you know, really close and have great banter together. And um, then they go and pick up. Um, Jay uh, goes and picks up uh, the. Um, they go and pick up the friends, the, the two friends. Yeah, isn't it uh, Franny and. Uh, Franny and. I don't J remember. Uh, Billy? Maybe. Pretty sure it's uh, Billy. Yeah. Franny. The doctor. Yeah, the, the guy is dressed as the doctor and the woman is dressed as the nurse, which is yep. her name's 100% Franny. Yeah, it's Franny and Billy. Yeah, so Franny and Billy, we, we are introduced to them and. Billy, let's just, Billy's probably one of the better actors in the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Very naturalistic. Um, by the way, in the car with Stooge is Roger, or Raj, as he's called. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her name? The. Uh, is that is the yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, Elena or something like that? Angela it's. Franny. I wrote it down. I just don't know where I wrote it down at. Helen? Helen. There it is. Helen. Yes. That was close. <laughs> uh, so they pick up Rod or they pick up uh, Billy and Franny. And then they they all head out to the towards the whole house. And we find out that uh, well, first of all, there's this scene of Stooge or so Helen is driving now. And Stooge is and Roger are fighting over the map. They rip it in half. And he calls her a bitch about five more times during this drive scene. <laughs> Just to drive home that he's the worst. Um, and then we find out that they get a flat tire on the way to Hull House. Mm -hmm. So they have a flat tire. They're on the side of the road. And uh, our group with um, Judy shows up. And Billy asks him if they need a hand. And then when they say, yeah, he... Decides to applaud them and drive, they drive off. Judy doesn't appreciate this. She wants to help them. But the other everybody else is fine with this. This reminds me of something that would probably we would probably do in high school. Yeah, one one hundred percent. That sounds terrible. But yeah. Also, there's a little bit of a foreshadowing here. Light foreshadowing. When he's mm. like, We'll give you a hand. Mm. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um for the record, I would have definitely went and helped him after I drove off. I would have yeah, back and helped back, him. Yeah. But we would have totally made him think that we weren't. Ah, idiots! Dude, one but, time when I was uh, in high school, there was a... No. <laughs> there was story kid, time. I know. There was this kid who was walking down the side of the road. It was raining, much like it has been all day today. Anyway, and... Uh, <laughs> such a I already know where this is going. I sped up. He, like, he was right next to a mud puddle, and I just doused him. I don't. I didn't know the kid, but anyway, years later, <laughs> which years makes later, it okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. know so that was fine. Right. Yeah, but no. Years later, uh, karma came back and and bit me because the exact same thing happened to me. So, in the same I'm spot. Still, I, no. Uh, <laughs> it might have been because it was uh, like if you're walking to, to the high school. Yeah. 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 How did you know that? 
Because I got sprayed at that same everybody, spot. Everybody, I swear it wasn't you. I did. I swear it wasn't you. Wait a minute. I understand this now. <laughs> no, that's hilarious that you just guessed that. Well, it's because you know the spot too, Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that splash yeah. puddle right there. We were Andrew and I were walking home from school one day, and these kids just doused us, and we had to walk the rest of the way home soaking wet. I mean, the whole road literally gets completely flooded right there, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. I like how we're telling the world uh, our uh, true history at the moment. <laughs> well, they didn't know where we lived until just now. They now know that we live in South America. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the side we'll redact story, it. But I'm really glad that, I, that, you know, one, I got paid back for that. But two, also that I that you got it too. So it makes me feel better. No, not alone. If there's anybody else here uh, who went to uh, Peru and uh, got hit by that mud puddle, please feel free to comment down at the comment section. We know oh, you're no. listening, and we know you got splashed. Just we know. Just know about it. Lydia, have you been splashed in that area? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> must be a guy thing, Lydia. Well, I didn't actually go to your school, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't but you still walk down spot. that street. <laughs> I you still just go around spot. splashing people. <laughs> now the truth comes out. You're probably the one that splashed me. <laughs> no, you weren't driving yet. <laughs> that's how old we are. I wasn't born yet. You were born. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, too far, Lydia. Sorry. That was too far for sure. You're right, Derek. I got you a little bit of gray. My beard, the whole thing's not gray. <laughs> same, same. Okay, so next we have um, once they arrive at Hall House, there's a there's a really cool scene, I think, where um, they do a really good job of like explaining the the stuff the, the history, mythology of it very uh, naturalistically. Uh -huh. So when they arrive, he goes with the stethoscope and he's checking out the wall and he's like, "What are you, what are you doing?" He's like, "Judy, come here and check this out." Yeah. And she's the used the running water, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, this was built upon a, the you know the whole wall was built upon running wa water, had something to do with, you know, evil spirits can't cross running water, which is an actual myth, you know, which is especially you know vampires at certain points can't cross running water. These sort of things happen." Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a great little piece of mythology that they threw in there, very naturally. I feel like. Oh yeah, no, it was great. It was that was perfectly set up. <clears throat> and also, uh, Billy was the one I think who was mm -hmm. he was the doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, then I mean he he seems to be the only person in this group that knows anything about this place, even though they all know where it is. But, yeah, that's because uh, he reads. Remember, he tells us later that he reads. That's why he knows. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and he, I think part of the mythology, and I think this might be a little bit later whenever uh, they get into this, but it was like an old burial ground or there was mm -hmm. uh, an, an Indian settlement there and there were weird things that happened then. So it's got a really long history. They did a really good job of setting up the, the mythos of yeah, this, the mythology this of house and uh, <laughs> the things that go on there. It's great. So uh, basically we get, after that, there's some like, fake scares we uh sal jumps out of the of a, of a coffin that's laying there because it used to be a mortuary yeah. so he jumps out of the coffin and scares jay 
And Jay's like, oh, I'll beat you up. And she says, uh, you know, knock it off. And he said, why are you on his side? Well, you were about to climb in there and scare somebody else. He just got to you first. So what are you pissed off about? Yeah. And that's where we get our first inkling. Well, our first inkling that Jay is, 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 is trash is right when they walk outside. And he immediately just starts, like, trying to suck her face off right there. Yeah. And that's when you're just immediately like, hmm, I don't think I really like this guy. And then, uh, then there's that bit where he goes off. And I will say that I think that what's interesting about these characters is I think that Sal is a much better guy than Jay. Yeah. And we find that out as the movie goes on. Kind of like a diamond in the rough is, is Sal, I feel like. Yeah. So then we get this, uh, the, the party starts proper after Stooge and company arrive and Angela and uh, Suzanne arrive. And there's this great scene while they're setting up the, the party where um, she, Judy is trying to light these candles with a lighter. It's not working. Mm-hmm. And she sets the lighter down. Angela comes by with matches and lights them. And then says something about, like, don't litter the spirits, blah, blah. And so Judy picks up the lighter because she's kind of afraid of it and keeps it, which actually comes very much in handy at the end of this movie. Yeah. So it was a very good way to introduce that lighter into the story without it seeming like it's, this is a, this is going to be used later. It's more like a little throwaway, oh, I'm scared kind of thing. But I, which I was... really liked, I really relate to that because I feel like I'm like that. Like if somebody says some would would have said something like that to me, like I take that information in and I'm like, I'll make it my own like superstition. Like oh, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's totally me. So I was like, yes, hundred percent. Put that in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is weird. You're right. It is kind of like their own superstition that they made up, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. she's like, you know. Uh, you know, the spirits don't like littering, which I wish was true because then every time somebody throws something out of a window, they would get like reprimanded by spirits mm-hmm. and the world would be a lot better place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is, that is interesting. Um, there's this bit, they're listening to like some rock song. They're all like dancing around, uh, having a good time. And then um wait, before you uh, get to that. So this also, uh, again, sets up what kind of person uh, Jay is. Because, man, he, like, literally t- takes the bait from... Uh, what's your face? Oh, well, that's Suzanne. true. Because also, in this scene, when we they, they, they light a fire, and Suzanne is over warming herself by the fire, and all the guys are just staring at her butt as she's bent over at this fire. Yeah. Then she turns around and puts her butt at the fire... And Billy is standing right there with her butt right in his face. And his girlfriend comes over and, of course, kind of, you know, stakes her claim. And Suzanne kind of walks off. Yeah, so during this dance scene that's taking place, they they bring out a... um, They have the music playing, and then they bring out this strobe light, which happens at about 24 minutes into this movie, just for people that suffer from epilepsy epilepsy or such so that way you guys know but 
they bring out the strobe light and it starts flashing and they're dancing around. And you're right, Jay immediately leaves Judy to go to Suzanne because he knows that she'll put out for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, because, I mean, all she's talked about at this point was cute boys. You're going to invite cute boys. Is there any cute boys? Um, so the music turns off. The battery the like, goes out. Yeah, the battery supposedly died. Yeah. <clears throat> and Stooge is like, I just put some in there earlier today, bro. Oh, this is totally a plug for Duracell. He was like, you should have used Duracell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just put some new batteries in there earlier today, bro. And uh, so they decide to play like a game. You know, they're like, let's play, uh, let's do a seance. Like, yeah, well, it's like see your future self or something. Yeah, it's silly. like, well, let's do a past, no, it's a past life seance. So oh, you're supposed yeah, to look into life. it and see your past life. Um, so Roger and um, uh, Stooge go into this, to, they hear a noise, they go and investigate. And Roger sees something. I'm, I still don't know what he sees. Did you guys pick up what he saw? No. Was it just a feeling that he had or what? I guess so he just his, all of a sudden is spooked. Yeah, well, and uh, his dad is a preacher, mm-hmm. or was a preacher, yeah. or is yeah. a preacher. Uh, but yeah, they that never gets explained that I could recall. I didn't pick up on anything. But yeah, they they're like, "Oh, you're as white as a ghost," and he's like all distraught against the uh, fireplace. And yeah, and I thought then, we were like going to see something, or he's going to tell us I saw this. But we never, I don't think, get resolution of that. He just is afraid of. Yeah. He sees something or feels something that scares him. Pokes his head out there. I said, then pork pork chop. You mean Stooge? Pokes his head out there. Stooge. (laughs) You guys are never going to believe what I just found. A mirror. Yeah, it's like just a big mirror. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, it doesn't even have like a pentagram on it or anything. It's just a regular asshole mirror. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's easily been at least, gosh, 20 years since I've seen this movie. And so I, uh, there's, it's, it's crazy what you can recall for a movie that you haven't seen in 20 years. Um, but like, I had no idea what he had found. And like, my mind is like, they're at a mortuary. Maybe they found a dead body or a skeleton or something like that. And then all of a sudden now comes the mirror. And I'm like, wow, that's. <laughs> well, I mean, in the context of the scene, in the context of the scene, it makes perfect sense. Cause they were talking about how they needed a mirror. And then yeah. he's like, so that's why he's like, you guys will never believe what I just found. Yeah. A mirror, just what we were talking about. But for us, the audience, we're, we kind of forgot about that because Roger comes out and he's all like scared. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah. We're like, so what's Roger scared of? Ah, I saw his own reflection. Thought he was hideous. <laughs> like, just, what is it? Uh, so they do this, this seance thing. So apparently what's supposed to happen is they, they chant this thing. Then the mirror turns black. And then they're supposed to be able to see their uh, past lives. Yeah. So instead, the mirror starts to turn black. One of them laugh, say something, and it ruins the effect. So while they're all arguing, Helen looks in the mirror and sees herself with like a gross face or something. A smushed face. Yeah, smushed face. Which is what kills her, I think, is how she dies. It is. But she has like a smushed, bloody face. And then she freaks out and knocks over the mirror. Which shatters, which gives me a, one of my favorite shots in the movie, which is them all standing over the broken glass, mm-hmm. and we see all of them reflected in the broken glass. It's a really great shit setup and really great shot. What really do you guys cool think? Shot. 
Yes, yeah. love it. I was immediately a... like, wow, that is really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a similar shot in uh, one of the Evil Dead movies? There's a similar shot in Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, But yeah. that's just Bruce looking at the shatter by himself. Okay. But yeah. You know, he... That's where we get the little mini ashes that come out, which we'll cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, definitely yeah. cover Army Darkness. <clears throat> but, but yeah, uh, it uh, was a really good shot. Yeah, what was cool about it is each of the actors are framed in a different piece of the glass. Mm-hmm. So that would have had to take a lot of setup and a lot of time. And yeah. it, it, it's great, you know, so that way they're acting off of it. Um, <clears throat> so this essentially unleashes the demon. Because they summoned it, and then this unleashes it once they broke the mirror because we get this evil dead is shot where it's pushing through the house and it's going through each of them. And they're all like making different jokes. Oh, they start smelling. First they start smelling the smell and like, Oh, who lit one rip? Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, Oh, it's so cold in here. And it goes to Suzanne who has her mouth Mouth open. open. Lipstick and it enters her mouth. And we see like the steam. (laughs) So then she immediately changes into, like, evil Suzanne, I guess. Demon Um, Suzanne. So there's this, uh, there's this great line I forgot to say. uh, When Stooge is, like, trying to get everybody to go in there because he wants to know what that noise was, he calls everybody festering fuckwads. (laughs) Which is... That sounds like a Joey line. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it kind of does sound like a Joey. You know, fuck ones. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia, you should start using that in your everyday vocabulary. Right? Could you imagine? I think, you think should tomorrow, say that to uh, when one you, of your uh, go to work. clients. Yeah, I think tomorrow when you go to work, you should say that to your boss. I'll say that to the next client no. when they answer the phone. Yeah. What do you want, you festering fuck ones? <laughs> and then you to one of your clients. They'll be. Then next week we will all be unemployed and be doing this podcast full time. <laughs> We're really going to need your support after that. We need the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. A new horror movie every day, though. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. We're going to start pumping out content. So after this, when the scene, when the camera's moving all around, we get this cool, like, uh, Evil Deadish shot. Like I said, where it kind of goes up over them, over the the characters. This movie has really great camera work, I feel like. Yeah. So there's a lot of really great cinematography in it. Um, so, Raj is freaked out at this point. He's just freaked out, and he's like, the smell was, you know, because Angela starts telling everybody what everything, you know, the smells, you know, we really, we unleash demons because the smell and the cold. And they're like, well, what's the difference between demons and spirits? And she says, well... Possession and... Yeah, because she's like, so spirits, ghosts, hauntings are people that have died. And they're spirits. Yeah. Demons are a possessed house or or entities that have never lived on Earth. They're demons, essentially. So So then that's when Roger starts freaking out even more. And he's like, I'm just... My daddy was a preacher. I know this shit is bad. I'm out. So he leaves, and um, he goes to leave with with uh, Helen. Yep. Steve is like, "No way, man! I'm gonna stay." And uh, 
he leaves with Helen, and then um, Suzanne throws the keys to him, uh, throws Angela's keys, and says, you know, take these. Because she knows that they can't get out, essentially. So she's like, take yeah. her car. She's not, it's your party, honey. You're not going anywhere. She yeah. also speaks in like a manly voice at one point. Yeah. Says, you know, like, uh, you know, not yet, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't weird at all. Yeah. No, everybody, no. everybody like pauses for a minute and then just like keeps going. <laughs> he has like barely any reaction to it. Yeah. Like, that was a weird time for her to bust out her man voice, but whatever. <laughs> So um, she says she has to go to the bathroom. And before she leaves, she gives Angela a kiss. She grabs her by her face and just kisses her. Uh, at this point, also, we might add, so Judy, Jay, Billy, and Franny all have left. They go to explore the house. And so it's just... Um, Stooge, Sal, Suzanne, and Angela. And they're like, you know, well, now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of this party. And um, she kisses Angela and transports the demon into her. And when she does that, like, <laughs> she, says, uh, she says, uh, you know, I need somebody to take me to the bathroom. And Sal's like, you know, I'll take you. And he's like, I actually want Stooge to take me. But Stooge is a fat pig. Well, maybe I'm into pork tonight, she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they leave. And like when they, when they kiss, there's this great bit where Sal's just kind of like, what's going on? And uh, Stooge is kind of like, all right. <laughs> So uh, they they leave and it's just um, Sal and Angela, and the music comes back on, and this is one of my favorite scenes because it's so fucking weird. When they start, when she starts dancing, right? So the music comes back on, the strobe light starts hitting again, and she's and it's playing this like freaking. Fear song like yeah. stigmata, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And she's like doing this like weird sexual dance to it and like showing her like by the way, like what undergarments was she wearing? <laughs> like she was planning on getting laid tonight, it seems like. 80s just that's just what they wore in the 80s i think <laughs> they always wore sexy lingerie in the 80s don't you know yeah and that girl could dance too holy cow yeah no i know on forever yeah. <laughs> i like the jump She's cuts a good dancer it goes on for yeah. such a uh, uh an uncomfortable amount of time purposely i think yeah uh so the point of it is you start to like oh uh, lap, then it just gets uncomfortable and you're like Huh. I would. Why are you still standing there? Which he doesn't. He's like, get the fuck out of here. This is really weird. <laughs> also, at the at the point after he after uh, Suzanne kisses her, her cross earring turns upside down. Did you guys notice that? No. I now that you were you say that yes. 
Yes, her cross earring. You know, she's wearing the cross earring. After he she kisses her and the demon goes in, and the next shot is turned upside down. So it's an upside down cross. Great Very little good. bit. Attention to detail. Yeah. It's what nice. I do. <laughs> A great that's a great bit i think that's a great little uh, easter egg yeah no i i 100 agree with you by the way this this movie is really well shot yeah very there's well a shot. lot of small details that they get get right so we cut to roger outside and he, roger and helen yeah roger and helen are looking for the gate and they can't find it like yeah, the gate's not there circled the property a couple of times um and then she vanishes. So Roger goes and hides in the car. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess what else is he going to do, I suppose, right? Yeah, I would have drawn, yeah. like, crosses they on start, it and stuff. They start taunting him, Roger, Roger. You know, which, well, this is where we get our uh, first kill. Yeah, well, actually, a little bit later, but in the same area, yeah. Because first we cut back to, like, the history lesson where she they tell him the, like the mystery uh, you know the backstory and then jay's like hey get out of here you know uh, so they leave and he starts putting the moves on uh, judy and she's like not having you know she's like dude i th- we find out basically this is their first date yeah so it's not like they're a couple they're going on this date and he thinks that she's easy because he thinks she slept with sal yeah and we find out that basically he just wants to hook up with her. Yeah. And when he finds um, out that uh, she did not, he's like, oh, well, I know someone who does. Yeah. So then he cuts out and he locks her in that fucking room like a piece of trash. Right? Yeah. What do you guys think of, like, is this the point where you totally lose it with Jay? Oh, no, I lost it a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, from the beginning, but then you're just like, wow like this guy really is just trash like i mean like you know he like a boyfriend and girlfriend he's like okay we're gonna hook up tonight in this haunted thing it's gonna be awesome but she was not into it and he pushed her too far and then he like completely does not care about her all of a sudden no like no like no cares whatsoever towards her like as a human so you're just like wow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool cool guy cool really cool guy i think uh the point where i lost it with him was actually when they were all dancing and uh he just left her to go to suzanne yeah but anyway yeah Megan. he's a real doucher yeah i kind of felt it at the be. i told you like i said the first scene when like when he's inside with her you're like well when he first approaches her, he like tries to kiss her in front of her mom and everything. And she's like, whoa, you know, uh, are you ready to get going? And then as soon as they get outside, he starts like kissing on her. And she's like, uh, hey, you know what? You know, not now. And he's like, oh, yeah, we have all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a fucking loser. Yeah. Not a cool guy, guys. Not a cool guy. Not a good look so, for him. So, uh, yeah. So then the next bit we see... Uh, Helen is our first kill. But I don't know how she dies. Off screen. Because uh, she's going around the wall, uh, walking it with uh, Roger, and then she just is no longer there. Yeah. yeah. And then the next scene that you, you see her is 
her death scene in the mirror, which is her face getting on the windshield. Yeah, she like falls on the windshield, and he sees it, and he screams. Yeah. Um, and then also at the same time, Stu is looking for, or he's waiting. They they find the bathroom. He and Suzanne. And then uh, he says, like, fuck, dude. He tells her, well, I thought we could go in there together. I thought we could do yeah. it together. He's got to pee. And then um, it's gross. he finally gets. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great now that. Uh, your secret's been exposed. <laughs> that was off camera, by the way. Yeah, it was off, off camera. No one needs so, to know anything other than this. Only it's, it's only exposed to me right now. I'm just yeah, it is, it is. So, um, yeah, so, like, basically, she, does she, like, jump out the window? Who? Suzanne? <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> no. She, uh... She, there's a broken mirror in there, right? Or glass? Oh, yeah! That's what it is. Broken glass. Because he hears something. Yeah. And he, like, busts in, and she's not there, right? Mm -hmm. No, she's in there. She is, right? Because, uh, this is where... This is pretty close to the lipstick scene. No, no. Because he goes into the bathroom, and she's not there. So then he goes back downstairs, remember? Stooge does with Angela. Does he? Yeah, Stooge goes downstairs. Because I think because... the next time that we see... Uh... Oh, with Angela. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Because he goes downstairs with, with Angela, runs in the... Because uh, Sal's down there. And he's, like, starting to leave because he's like, this is getting weird. And she, she, he's like, oh, what's going on? And she says... Uh, or Sal says, hey, listen, uh, you probably need to stay away from her. She's acting really fucking weird. And he's like, all right, man, that's what I'm into. And uh, It's not the weird ones you have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not the yeah. weird ones you have to worry about. Didn't your uh, mom ever teach you about women? Yeah, 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 that's it. Also, we skipped a line that Stooge says that's really funny. When they were talking about the smell and everything, and he's like, well, maybe that was just the bit of cold wind that came out of Roger's butthole. <laughs> oh my god. But the lines in this. So he leaves. Uh, Sal leaves to go find uh, Judy. And while he's doing that, Stooge goes and starts like dancing with Angela. It starts playing like some da slow dance music. And then she asks him like to kiss her. Mm -hmm. And he does. He's because she's like, I never realized how sexy you are. And he's like, Oh, like, listen, if if you're stooge, yeah. this is a PSA. If you're stooge and a woman's dancing and says she never realized how sexy you were, you're about to be murdered. <laughs> because that's not something people say to you, okay? <laughs> you know, there uh, in the project that we're working on together, there's some foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. Because yes. let me tell you what, I do not have a sexy butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Um, 
So she, they start kissing, and she bites off his tongue. Yeah. And wiggles it in his, in her own mouth. And it's a great shot, like the way she's lit and her eyes are glowing. Yeah. It looks really cool. This is where we first see Demon Angela. And I love the way Demon Angela looks. I love her look. Yeah. What do you guys think of Demon Angela? She's real pretty. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> I love I love her because you see when I was a kid and I would be walking the the halls of uh Video Stop or Blockbuster and I'd go to the horror section, I always saw the poster for Night of the Demon. And I always saw that Angela that picture of Angela on the front of it. And ever since I was a kid, I was like, ooh, that looks scary. And oh, what a cool, you know, that's a cool image. She looks so cool, like a black, you know, wearing the black bridal dress and everything. Um, she's a standout character in this. She's the only one that returned for the sequels. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> so that's where we get our first introduction to, to her and her full makeup. And then... Um, Basically, she kills Stooge. Stooge is dead. I mean, he's done ski. And so Sal is upstairs, and he runs into Roger. And uh, Roger's telling him, hey, you know, tell him, Sam, we got to get out of here. And he's like, well, we've got to get, uh, you know, something weird's going on. We've got to get Judy, because Judy is still stuck in that room. Yeah. She still can't get out of the room. And, uh, well, I think we're jumping ahead a little bit, because I think, doesn't uh, Stooge come back first? Yes, because Stooge comes back from the dead first, and he runs into Billy and Franny, who are in a uh, coffin having sex. Oh, yeah. And Franny says, uh, or he says, this is worse than my mom's uh, VW. Yeah. (laughs) because it's so cramped in there. Yep. And Stooge shows up, and they're like, Stooge, what the fuck? Get, get out of here. And he... Her destiny's not very good. He snaps her neck. And then he smashes off Billy's arm with the uh, casket lid. Yep. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the first time he slammed my arm in the casket... Is when he lifts is about the time I pull my fucking arm back in. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> Unless it just completely broke and he couldn't move it. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, he basically loses his arm in in via the casket lid and bleeds out and dies. Um, so then Stooge goes in. He's trying to open the door to get to Judy, and he can't get in. So he mm-hmm. walks around. Uh, they are, you know, Roger's trying to tell him about Angela. That's when they run it. They see Angela and he's hiding. They're hiding and Angela's floating down the hallways all creepy and shit. Yep. And uh, they manage to get upstairs and that's where they find Judy is um, in that room. So Sal breaks her out. And then there's basically um Jay has run at this point is around the time that Jay runs into uh Susan. Let's let's talk about Susan's scene here, guys. Yeah. So Susan's sitting alone in this room 
with shattered glass, right? And the lights have come back on in the house. And she has painted her whole face with lipstick. Yep. Right? So she's got a face covered in lipstick. So then she gets she decides that she has an idea. She unbuttons her pulls off her shirt, opens her shirt, so her bare breasts are exposed. Then starts drawing on her chest, draws around her boob, then pushes the lipstick through her nipple. Right? So what are you what are your guys' thoughts on this this scene? I've got some, Lydia. Are you ready for this? You got some thoughts? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. So, like, as a kid, when I watched this, I was probably, like, nine or ten. I don't know. Anyway, my mom was probably, shouldn't have been letting me watch movies like this. But <laughs> the only thing I can remember is, like, I was so mesmerized because I was like, how did they do that? Now, when yeah. you look at it, you realize, oh, yeah, it's totally a fake chest. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good totally one, and, a pretty good one. No, yeah, it, it looked uh it looked, you know, pretty realistic. I mean, you could tell that it was a, a you know, a, a fake chest, but then it makes so much more sense now that I'm an adult and know how the world works, but <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this scene, Lydia? Um so I don't think we talked about this, but this is the first time I've seen this full movie. Oh, oh this is the first time you've seen what? this. Yes. This is just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually ask at the beginning of the episode, but I completely forgot to. Yes, so I, when we got to this scene, I like my first thing. So she like opens her shirt up, and me and Jake always just like look at each other, we're like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I was like, wait, her, like her boob looks kind of weird right now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was just like, did that look weird to you? And we just like keep watching, and then she does that, and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> like that totally like threw me off guard. I did not expect her to just push that into her nipple. Like what the hell? <laughs> totally shocked me. So it did its job. I, basically, I was, I was really grossed out too. At the same time, I was like, that was so disgusting to see. Yeah, it's what's really cool about it is when she presses it in and she pulls it out and it's all together again. Yeah, like it's just seamless. <clears throat> and then the next shot, she's actually just, you know, has her shirt up. It's her actual yeah. boobs again. And yeah. so they do a pretty good job of cutting in between it. I remember as a kid being like you, Derek, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I yeah. was like, that looks really like it would do hurt. that? <laughs> I was like, that looks like yeah. it would hurt. Yeah. Also, I was feeling different things because their boobs were out. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, also I, I, mesmerized at the same time. This movie came out in 1988. I guarantee I saw it like in the very mid 90s. So I was like, I was had to be like nine or ten, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely saw this when I was too young to see it, but I was like, I remember. Yeah, having that feeling. But, there were um, no parental uh, boundaries in my house. <laughs> I guess not. Which uh, for your brother didn't turn out to be a great thing. <laughs> Quick story, quick side story about your brother. Tell them about uh, what our, one of our theories is why your brother is why your brother is uh, your aunt. What your what your aunt told you? Oh my gosh, man! Uh, so my son, 
uh, when he was uh, just a, a baby, uh, he was having trouble sleeping at night, right? Which babies do. That's just natural. So I'm over at my mom's house and my aunt's there. And uh, I'm telling my mom, like, hey, you know, he's having trouble sleeping. And my aunt goes, oh, he's got his days and his nights mixed up. You should put him in a pillowcase and tip him upside down. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? She, was, uh, she was like, yeah, we did that to Jay. <laughs> And I'm like, well, man, that makes a lot of sense. But that's definitely not the right <laughs> procedure to do to a baby. <laughs> what the I'm like, that's hell? child abuse. Oh you never heard gosh. that? You never heard that one, Lydia? Yeah. Like, doesn't yeah. everybody know that? I just imagine them having Jay in this, uh, in this giant pillowcase going, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what the heck? Let me go. How, how terrifying would that be? She also threw uh, Jay and I out of a moving car because the engine caught on fire. And my mom's trying to pull over to the side of the road. But before, when my mom gets pulled over, she looks back in the back seat. And uh, both Jay and myself have been tossed out of the car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and my then aunt's she, back there alone. <laughs> then later in, later in life, she says, Yeah, I don't know. The good Lord just decided not to bless me with children. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. I wonder like, why. That's a, that's a conundrum. I don't know. <laughs> I love you, Aunt Joyce. I, I immediately, I'm picturing Aunt Gail on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> that's what I pictured. Like, just some, like, off-the-wall character. <laughs> She's right, off the one, wall. One more, because this this will tell you everything you need to know. So uh, my brother made a pair of, nun <laughs> pair of nunchucks out of just like this piece of board that was cut in half and some rope. Right. And he's like, he had an obsession with uh, Chuck Norris and he's like in our house swinging these uh, nunchucks around. And my cousin, who's probably four or five, like is walking through and he like nails her right in the head. So in, instead of a calling nine one one B taking the child with you, None of these things happen. My aunt runs out of the house and starts running towards the hospital by herself. Wow. <laughs> to get help. I'm like, you're not good in a crisis situation. Oh, <laughs> my God. God. Not at all. Good Lord. Oh, now that we slandered your aunt's name on our podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, one day we'll have a whole podcast where we just talk about like my family history a laugh for everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. We'll just tell some fairy dragon stories. I think that'll do it. Um. So, uh, Jay, after she pushes the the lipstick through her boob, Jay enters and is like, just like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, when the lights come back on, and she like walks right over to him and unzips his pants, and he's like, all right, like I'm down. Yeah. Finally. Finally, somebody's putting out. And then, uh, so they start to, she like, basically lays him down. And then she starts like flashing up. Like she flashes her full frontal because she's landing quickly and that's what she does. <laughs> and uh, they start to have sex. And as they're having sex, she says, why are you looking at me? You know, what's, is there something wrong with my makeup? And starts to freak out, and then uh, turns into the demon. And the whole time before this, he's kind of like, 
what are you talking about? You know, what's, what are you talking about? Your makeup looks fine, I guess. Yeah. And then, because he's just still wanting to get laid. And then she turns into the demon and then jams her thumbs into his eyes and makes them explode. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts of this? Pretty gross. They, like, <laughs> popped. Yeah. I don't know how they filmed that, actually, because it looked, like, weirdly, like, real like his face was there i don't know I yeah it kind of looked like his it was his actual face but i'm sure obviously it was a, probably a dummy once they got to the the popping part but yeah the way the the eyes pop looked phenomenal the uh the only really good dummy yeah yeah no so the, it was great first off he deserved everything he got in this scene <laughs> Um, and the special effects was great. It only is rivaled by, in my opinion, that I've ever seen, uh, the scene from uh, the Viper and the Mountain from Game of Thrones, whenever he gets his freaking head crushed. Oh, yeah. Like, that one I still have to turn away. It makes me queasy. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a great effect. They did a great job in that scene. Yeah, it was a good kill. It's one of my, yeah. probably my favorite kill of the movie. Because um, the way they pop is what makes it, like, We've seen, uh, I mean, there's a great one in a movie that maybe we're going to be reviewing here coming up. Uh, but there's a great one in that, too. But there's a, it's the, the pop of it is what makes it unique. I've seen, uh, you know, fingers and eyes plenty of times. But the way it pops is just very unique. And you're like, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's dead, of course. Um so Sal runs back downstairs, and before he runs into uh, Judy, I forgot, there's this great shot. Angela's hands, she's, she's warming her hands by the fire, and yeah. she turns around and her hands are on fire. And so just warm it up by the fire. And they do the Jaws vertigo shot. Yeah. Where we do the push in, zoom out, you know. And he's yeah. like, great, love it, great camera work again, great cinematography. Yeah. And uh, so basically now our only survivors are Sal, Raj, and Judy. And they're basically at this point running from demon. um, Basically the only two they're running from are at this point are demon Stooge and demon Angela. Because we don't even see demon uh, Suzanne at this point, just them two. And they're, they're trying to run. Uh, Sal tries to save Judy from Demon uh, Suzanne. It tries to save Judy from Demon Suzanne and gets thrown out of a window. And he yep. lands and he ends up in like this, uh, this like area. So he climbs up onto the roof. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was weird because uh, it was kind of like it was just a random. I don't want to say an alley, but uh, there were pipes that he could climb up, water yeah. pipes, because he yeah. makes a comment. <laughs> so he climbs up the pipes, and then he's on the, uh, he gets he up to the onto roof. the roof, yeah. Yeah, so while he's doing that, Raj and um, Judy Judy are running, and, and Raj is downstairs. He's downstairs already, and he's yelling at Judy to come down. Yeah. And he's, she's like, shh, you should be quiet, you know? And... She's attacked by uh, Angela. Yep. And Sal saves her. And they both take a tumble off the roof, and Sal gets impaled. 
Yeah. What do you guys think of Sal's sacrifice? I don't remember it, honestly. You said he got impaled? Yeah, yeah so he, he fell falls off the roof. roof. They fall off yeah. the roof together, he and Angela. And yep, he gets and impaled they... by like a piece of uh, fence okay. or whatever. Yeah, I kind of do remember that now. Um, I think it's a good character arc for Sal because, oh yeah, like I said, you you see him and you think that this guy's just a, you know, a piece of crap really, and then you find out that he's actually cares about Judy and tries to yeah. save her and tries to save Raj and tries to save as many people as he can, and he dies a hero really. Yeah, so, no, uh, he definitely dies a hero, um, and he doesn't know that he's gonna die at this moment but uh you know jumping in to save her it definitely shows a lot of his character you're absolutely right and uh even though they are on cursed grounds i feel like that should still be a one-way ticket yeah 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 definitely sacrifice so um work for constantine yeah it just doesn't work for constantine that's for sure so he's uh so she's hanging off the roof and <laughs> this is a funny bit by the way yeah you can totally tell it's a stunt double dude she's hanging off the roof and rogers of no help would always like keep coming just move blah and she's like i can't Raj. so she eventually falls because stooge comes and it's a weird terrible fall like I, this fall is. is weird to me yeah she falls and then it does this weird cut to them landing oh and then stooge drops down they run and they end up getting trapped in uh, the crematorium. Yeah. So they're trapped in the crematorium, and they lock themselves in. And Rock, you know, Angela starts talking to Raj and saying, "You know, give us the girl. That's all we want. You know, we'll let you live or whatever." And then, and then she's like, "I'm lying. We'll gonna torture you, your whole soul, because we know how scared you are, basically." Yeah, and uh, they start using telepathy to remove the uh, the bolts hinges, from the door. The bolt, the hinges <clears throat> from the door. So there's a little confusion at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is definitely where the demon came out. She sees a door. We then find out it's the uh, it is the door to the uh, uh, crematorium. The, the yeah, the furnace that you get cremated in. So she opens the door and she's like rummaging around and finds a skull. Now, when she pulls the skull up, uh, it could just be that that person had some really long canines. But you could also be like, is that a vampire skull? Did anybody I else that, get that? Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, or okay. just a demon skull in general. Is what I could was have been. Thinking. A, yeah, it could be demon. Like, but a, it didn't. Its canines were really pronounced. Yeah. So she see. Yeah. So she sees this, and then. They start breaking through, and she's like, we need a weapon, uh, a pipe. She's like, there's this bit which is really badly acted. But she's oh having gosh. this. She's saying, like, so we have to last till midnight. Or, you know, that's because they can't do it, right, Raj? Because they can't, they can't travel. Because uh, they can only travel tonight, right, Raj? Is that what she's saying? Right, Raj? And <laughs> basically says we have to make it till dawn. If we make it till dawn, we'll survive. Yeah. Kind of like you you forgot your lines, is that right, Raj? Yeah, it's like really awkward. The acting is, is not great in this, but what I do like is the the right the character arc of this is 
Judy is much stronger than Raj. Yeah. Judy is much tougher than Raj, and she's more take charge than Raj, and he's like kind of worthless at this point. He's useless in this whole scene. Yeah, he's so scared. He's useless. He's just scared and hiding in the corner. So she has to just do it all herself. Take so charge. she goes to grab a pipe and pulls it out. And this, I love this. It's so 80s. It's such a fucking 80s movie part. Um, she pulls out that lighter. And because she smells the gas when she pulls it. So she gets the lighter. And once they open the door, she gets the lighter to light. And it turns into a fucking flamethrower. Yeah. It just torches them. Catches them on fire. And then she's like, I can't turn it off, Rod. You got to turn it off. So he crawls over and sees the, the, the knob, turns it off. And, uh, you know, they, so they go to make their escape. What do you guys think of this whole sequence? <laughs> the funny part about this is when she, like, gets this, uh, uh, this gas line, essentially, is what it is. And she's pulling, I mean, at that point, it turns more into, like, a, <laughs> a garden hose. The way she's pulling it out of the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, it's great. It, it's good storytelling. It's fun. It's a flamethrower. Uh, yeah. You know, it does its job. And so it, it's a lot of fun. But still, I just kept going back to, oh, that's that's an interesting pose she's got there. She pulled out from the wall. What do you think of this bit, Lydia? Especially since it's your first time seeing it. I was like, I, I was sitting on the couch and I looked over at Jake and I was like, Hey Jake, is that how uh, gas pipes work? <laughs> he was like, I don't think so, but but it's still fun. He was like, but yeah. I've never tried that before, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, in the off chance that you're ever uh, stuck in a crematorium and being attacked by demons, you uh, know what your weapons you have. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, I, I, I probably would have all just blown up realistically, but yeah. but I love the I, uh, you know, who knows. Yeah, I love the concept of. A- who? When is it never bad? It's always badass to have a, uh, a flamethrower, right? So yeah, I it mean, is. I'm, but who I, I enjoyed the gas that. Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's silly, but I was like, sure, why? Not? I mean, of all the other silly shit we've seen in this, sure, of course, yeah. yeah. It's really no, not, not much sillier than you know Ash building a chainsaw hand. But we just Fair. go along with that because we're like, yeah, that's badass. <laughs> I love it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they they escape, and uh, after another hold up in the house to create a little more tension, they end up running towards the wall. Roger like straight out jumps out of the window, which is fucking hilarious. He says, "Y'all ain't gonna get me." Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, you're totally right. And he says, "He's like, I'm alive." The best part is he jumped out of this window and everything, and Judy literally just like walks Steps out of it. Out. Yeah. yeah, she just takes like one step out of it and it's fine. It's so funny. So they end up going to the. Uh, she remembers, hey, we've got to get over the wall, the wall with the running water, because she paid attention to the things that Billy said. Yeah. And so this is really actually pretty great. They have to, in order to get over the wall, they have to climb this barbed wire, right? So it's like one more obstacle you put in front of your heroes. So um, Raj does it. He climbs up, and Judy's having trouble. It just hurts her too much as she's doing it. 
you know, and she's like, ah, ow. And uh, so finally, she, she, as she's doing it, the demons attack her. Raj is trying to help her up, but he can't quite. And then he just falls off to the other side. And there's this moment where it looks like he's just going to let her die, essentially. Because yep. he covers his ears and he, you know, kind of closes his eyes because he's, like, he's like nothing he can do about it. She's getting pulled down. She's kind of holding on to the, uh, the rope there, the um, barbed wire. And then he climbs back up and he reaches down for her and says, come on, girl. And he grabs her and they both pull off and fall onto the other side of the, the uh, wall. And then yep. the dawn comes. They all burst into like smoke. Green, smoky, yeah, flamey stuff. Smoke. And then we see the the demon head, yeah, the demon head at the end, like basically cursing them. What do you guys think of this ending? What do you think of this big climactic scene, Lydia? This is the first time you watched it. What do you think? Um, I liked the the demon head. I guess I don't know. It was kind of like um, kind of looks like a lobster kind of creature. Hmm. Kind of it was like a crustacean a little bit. Crustacean, yeah. Um, Jake actually missed the scene where they saw that in the, in mirror. the mirror. He like it must have like looked away. He didn't see it. So at the end, he was like, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, it was an ending. Yeah. What about the 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 uh, barbed wire bit? Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, it's rough stuff. Derek, what do you think of this climax here? Um, I I thought it was uh, it was great. It was kind of a redemption arc, a little bit for uh, Roger that he mm -hmm. got some kahunas and decided to not let Judy get uh, fed to the wolves. Um, it's was very suspenseful. Uh, I don't know that I would have been able to climb up a barbed wire. <laughs> piece hanging off of a uh, brick building or a brick wall so yeah it was uh, it was a good scene it was a lot of fun it was, it was a good ending to that that portion yeah i i like it too i mean i think i would have tried to grab around the barbs because it looks like there was a lot of space in between those barbs yeah so that would be my uh strategy but yeah i like it too um it's it's cool that they have to get you know just cross this barrier to get out and it's yeah. cool that they have to do it. I like the storytelling of it. I think it's it's fun, and the execution was decent. Um, I I don't like I I feel like when they're reaching up, they're kind of reaching up too much. It's like they yeah. come too hard to pull her down. They could have I don't know had her a little higher so they're barely reaching her or something because you yeah. don't know what why can't they just pull her down? But that's nitpicky stuff. I still think it's a a good a good set piece a good ending and we get some special effects and some smoke and stuff so it's you know ends kind of big uh i mean they didn't have the budget to probably do the whole uh poltergeist getting sucked into nothingness uh which we'll do eventually too don't worry um yeah so that's the end of that bit so the next scene we see roger and judy walking down the street disheveled looking like crap She's got a big cut on her leg and they pass the old man and the old man's like, you know, basically calls him gutter trash. 
yeah. out all night, gutter trash, you know, like just because he hit and he's like, damn kids. Yeah. So this is the bookend that we were talking about. So he goes inside and uh, he sits down at the table, grumpy as hell. And his wife comes over and, hand, you know, is like, you know, oh, here's, oh, get your coffee and gives him his cup. And he's like, mm, you know, just like a dick. And then uh, she gives him this pie and he starts eating it. And she says, uh, how is it? He's like, it's okay. He used yeah. to love my homemade pies. And he's like, homemade? Yeah, I uh, used all those apples from last night. We didn't have near as many trick-or-treaters as we used to. Um, I don't know why you buy so many. It's this point that he realizes eating the that has razor blades in them. Yeah. So his neck like rips open with razor blades all over, and then he dies. His wife comes over and pats him, you know, happy Halloween. Kisses him on the head, right? Kisses him on the head and says, happy Halloween, dear, and takes a drink. Like, she knew that there was razor blades in there. She just wanted to get rid of this rotten bastard. Mm-hmm. That's how we end. What do you guys think of this scene? I love her. <laughs> She's just like, I mean, that guy was pure evil. Like He was. He might as well have been the demon. Like, he was just as evil as the demon is. Yeah. What do you, what and do you also, think the, uh... also, who gives apples to trick or treaters? Like that's on. also a sign of evil. That's also yes. a sign of evil. <laughs> yes. Sons of bitches. Yeah. That's like the... when you go to the dentist office. You know, you go to a dentist yeah. house and they give you like fucking toothbrushes. A toothbrush. Uh, yeah. You're like, what the, the worst. Fuck is, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> the so... the neck effect though was really good. Yeah. You like it's like you see his veins. Yeah, you see veins yeah. first. That was pretty awesome. And then it just it starts to like bleed open. Like yeah. it starts to press open. Then it just completely cuts out. And then yeah, it's yeah. Like someone is pushing the. Uh, it looks like they're being pushed from the back almost. Like yeah, being yeah. pushed out, which was because this stretches as it does it. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Derek, what are your thoughts on this scene? I have uh, two trains of thought on this. Uh, the first one was, uh, it's so iconic. Like, watching it 25, not 25, maybe 25 years ago. Anyway, watching it when I was a kid, like, that was one of the scenes that stuck out to me. Like, I knew that that was going to happen in this movie just because it was so jarring as a child watching this. <laughs> and the effect was really great. Um now, when you go and you analyze it, the bites he took, there's no way he, he eats a, a razor blade because he's, like, taking, like, little tiny bites. Yeah. You know, there's uh, that aspect of it. But it was it was great. I loved the uh, – I loved the side story of this old man yeah. and his curmudgeon death. It was great. Yeah, great stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I love this ending. It, it, again, it's a side story. It really has nothing to do with our main story at all. But what a great way to end, leave the audience with this big, you know, instead of leaving it with the stinger, which is what you would think they would do, you know, yeah. they would have like Angela hanging out in the background <laughs> or like, you yeah, know, like one more scare. What happens? So instead of their last show pieces are like, we'll leave the audience with this crazy fucking special effect and this fun little bit. That way they go home happy. And they did. I mean, that's how it ends. And that was 
Night of the Demons. So, uh, Lydia, this was your first time watching this movie. What did you think? What did I think? And yeah, um, and we get this one. Rain. This one personally wasn't my favorite. Um, I do think some of the points of the story were good. The writing, like the cinematography of it was pretty good. Like the um, camera angles were creative and looked really nice. The acting wasn't like amazing. Um, I don't know. This one is not going to be high on my... Uh, recommendation list <clears throat> Derek seeing it for the first time in uh, 20 years what do you think uh, so <laughs> it was everything that I expected it to be and you know going into it have seen it but not in, a, in a quite a long time uh, there were definitely scenes that were you know uh, like I knew that they weren't going to happen just because they were implanted as memories really young and uh, I, <clears throat> I broke this scene or this movie down into like three aspects. The acting was pretty subpar, in my opinion. Uh, they definitely could have gotten stronger actors. There were at least one or two that were kind of diamonds in the rough. Um, then the the actual storyline itself, and then how much fun I had watching it. So, are we ready to do our ratings or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in in that uh, line of thought, so the acting, I thought it was pretty poor in general. I, I'm going to give it a three. I think the best actors in this movie were probably the two old people. <laughs> the guy who died, who's just old man, and then his wife. Um, the storyline, I liked the storyline a lot. Uh, I liked how they fleshed out the uh, mythology to set up the story. Um there were a couple of points where maybe it drug on a little bit, uh, but it was a fast-moving hour and a half. <clears throat> so I, I gave that part a seven, and then I had a lot of fun watching it, and that might have been some nostalgia creeping in there. Um, so I gave, as far as fun factor, it was uh, an eight. So my overall score for the movie is a six because the acting, it just could have been better. It could have made this movie a classic movie instead of a... You know, hey, this movie, I watched it when I was a kid, and it was a lot of fun. So, Lydia, what is your rating for Night of the Demons? I'm going to give Night of the Demons a four. Um, the thing I liked most about it was the one-liners that kept mm. coming up. Like, some of the lines in this were just really fun. Um, but still, I like, I... If somebody asked me, like, oh, I'm trying to get into horror movies, like, I want to watch something, I would probably not recommend this one. Like, at least, you know, right off the bat. Like, it, you got to go down the list a lot for me. So, uh, I really like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I like the atmosphere of it. I think it's, the shots are great. I think it's the cinematography and it's really well done. Um, way better than it needed to be. Um, 100%. Like 100%. That's one of the things that really kind of blew me away was I was like, as I was watching it this time, I was like, wow, there's a lot of really creative uh, 
camera angles and really creative shots and really creative setups. Um, the story I like, I think it's very fine. I think it's the, the mythology is a little messy, but it's also um, kind of concise at the same time. So we don't get too many details, but what we do get is told very concisely. And I think actually very naturally. Um, the, the worst part of the movie is definitely the acting. The acting is not good. Uh, pretty much across the board. It's pretty, pretty subpar, but the writing is, the writing is decent. It's fine. Uh, there's some it's really almost, funny one-liners. Sorry. It's almost like the story was better than the characters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think absolutely. that might be what's, what's not doing it for me is that I really like strong character development. Yeah, the characters just aren't very good, uh, just across the board. Judy is fine, but she's kind of bland as a, as a heroine. Mm -hmm. uh, Stooge is really funny because he's an asshole. Um, and I love Leanna Quigley always. But yeah, it's just kind of like the characters are just kind of meh. Everybody's just kind of meh. Um, I mean, Sal's actually one of the most uh, interesting characters because he has like, mm -hmm. he's. He and Judy actually have arcs, and Roger kind of has an arc, but everybody else doesn't have anything, um, which is fine. I mean, only your main characters are truly the arcs, I guess. But there's nothing to really gravitate onto. Uh, but having said all that, um, I think that the music's decent. I think that the atmosphere is good. I think it's a fun Halloween-ish little spook movie. Uh, so... I give Night of the Demons a six as well. I think it's, I don't think it's quite strong enough to give it a seven. Um, and it's, I don't think it's bad enough to give it anything lower than a six. So I think it's still a, f a fun, a really fun watch. I had a blast watching it. And I'll probably watch it again next year. I think you, uh, you hit the nail on the head. This movie is better than it should have been. <laughs> For every reason that you mentioned, uh, they they definitely uh, whoever did who did the cinematography for this. Uh, I know it was directed by Kevin Tinney. Um, I don't know who actually shot the movie. Give me a second, I'll find out. So writer was uh, Joe Augustine. Yep. And then it was shot by. Um, okay, I don't care about that. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious while you're looking that up. Shot by David Lewis, was a cinematographer. He did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> so he, on IMDb, there's a, uh, there's a quote section. <laughs> yeah. And it says, Stooge, eat a bowl of fuck. I'm That's another party. great one. Yeah. <laughs> Go through a couple more Stooge lines. That's good stuff. Oh my gosh, let's see. Eat a bowl of fuck, I'm here to party. Uh, let's see. Nope, not that one. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Franny, oh Max, I don't bend that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh Max, the guy we've been calling Billy, his name's Max, by the way. <laughs> oh, is it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Dang I think it. Billy is the brother, the little brother. Uh, oh, man. 
idiots. We've been calling the wrong name the whole time. That's how little of an impact he made. We didn't even know his name. That's how bad the character development was. Yeah. Yep. Um, Let's say, wait, here's one. Here's a good one. Uh, and this is, uh, this is Angela uh, talking to Judy. So what's the matter, Judy? Don't you like your blind date? This is after oh, he's been after dead. He's got his eyes poked, out. Yeah, poked out. That's that's a hundred percent an eighty slasher villain line. That's like Freddy Krueger level. Oh God, dude, here's another, Freddy, you know, here's another Stooge line, man. <laughs> he, him and that bitch word, I tell you. So I, I think this is where he's talking to Suzanne. He says, "Damn it, bitch! Come on." What'd you do? Flush yourself down the fucking toilet or what? (laughs) He says during that scene also, when they're uh, trying to find the bathroom, he's like, oh, we better find a bathroom soon or I'm going to water this hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, bodacious boobies, sis. (laughs) You keep on going and you'll have to hire uh, someone just to to tie your shoes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, you know what? I changed my mind. 10 out of 10 from all these lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, 6 out Are of you 10. fat and dumb? That's Roger. <laughs> Talking to probably Stooge. I'm guessing to Stooge. Stooge is a fat pig. That's my favorite. That's, uh, which is true. So uh, <laughs> that was Night of the Demons. So I'm glad that we uh, got to cover that one. So what's next week, Derek? I think I know what it is, but I need you to verify for me. All right. Before we get off this, one more Stooge line. Okay. I don't remember the context of why he says typical. Shut up and drive, bitch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's when he's talking to Helen. What a terrible POS, anyway. (laughs) So next week is trick or treat. Trick or treat. That's what I thought. Yes. So speaking of old men, candy, and Halloween, we're going to get right into it with Max Dor- or with uh, Michael Doherty's uh, great uh, trick or trick or treat, uh, which I've is seen that one too. Yes, it's a great one. So uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. So you can, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Um, so you oh, might have yeah. to, you have to maybe get it. Uh, it might be on Shutter, maybe. I don't know, I own it. Because I watch it every Halloween. So, so next week, Trick or Treat, find that. Um, anything else you guys want to add? No? Derek, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> you're still muted. <laughs> nope, I don't have anything to add. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. He was, he was like, I'm just done talking. He well, I like, how he, I like how he muted himself. Then he tried to unmute himself and didn't. And he was like, <laughs> Dude, it's because uh, I keep having to clear my throat, man. I gotta figure that out. But anyway, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, you can cut that, I guess. <laughs> you know, the editing this, so whatever you want to do. But anyway, uh, next week, trick or treat. So uh, tune in for that. Be sure to like, subscribe, uh, comment on any of the episodes. If you um, have any suggestions, feel free to send them to us and comment as well. And uh, that's about it for this week. So for Lydia Judy and Derek LeMaster, I'm Jamie Hiles. And remember, if you're going to scream, scream bloody movies. movies. (laughs) Scream bloody movies. Good night, folks.